0: Kaiju FM. Come find your niche. Cal's
1: not here. I'm all alone. To the Space Time Continuum, the show where we try to make a cohesive cinematic universe out of something that was never meant to be one. I'm Chris McLennan.
0: And I'm Carl Noble. And you're not here. I'm not. This is all magic. You're uh, hanging off the side of a boat in Holland. Potentially, yeah. Something I mean, like that. I don't really know what I'm up to.
1: <laughs> That's where you're going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, last week we had a disconcerting view into a uh, what seemed to be a meeting place for uh, Tweety's now seeming horde of different animals. Yeah. uh, Possibly with some level of Nazi influence, but maybe it's just a hark over that was, uh, you know, they can still use that place. Potentially, yeah. Um, So, yeah, that's sort of where we got to last episode. Uh, Bugs, Daffy and Elmer seems to be in some sort of training regime. Yeah. Uh, They were impersonating each other a lot, um, wondering if they just are trying to become perfect interchangeable agents.
0: Yeah, it's very possible. Um, and then we saw Gluttony.
1: And then we, yeah, and then we saw the Gluttony part of Greed with a dog and, and a cat and Bertie who has been pried away from Hubie, his yeah. good bud. So I uh, wonder we, if those chaps will ever get back together And we saw again. a
0: dog killed with gravy.
1: Yeah, a dog killed with gravy. So that's, that's about where we're at. Yeah, um, seems, seems alright, doesn't it? Let's try and start things off a little simpler this week. Okay. It's a Bugs Bunny episode. Good. No one else listed So we'll just see who he's tormenting this week But hopefully he's found a little bit more direction Because recently he's been a bit wayward He really has hasn't he uh, He's His carrot supply from Future Bugs Has been plentiful Which means his sort of countdown timer For big events he needs to change Hasn't ticked down for a long time now
0: No Do you think that, that's why uh, Future Bugs Just started giving him stuff to do
1: Yeah I think he was getting complacent And Future Bugs was like we can't have it Yeah, You need to be ready to go Chop chop uh, so let's see if uh, the intense training uh, seemingly instigated get by Daffy Duck uh, has paid off. We're watching French Rabbit, which is a Bugs Bunny episode from June 30th, 1951. through that i thought he had a plan to murder these two french chefs and yeah. by the end i think he just <laughs> had a plan to teach two french chefs a recipe in an annoying way
0: yeah and also a little bit of a lesson yes yeah, don't of, fuck but... with bugs but
1: okay so bug bugs is <clears throat> dropped off uh on france yeah uh he's in a big crate of carrots he just gets dropped off the back of a truck uh two sort of quarrelling chefs uh start pursuing him because they they want to make something of rabbit yeah uh one of them wins out in the end bugs says oh well if you're going to cook rabbit the best way to do it and he reels off this big long recipe and cites a a new orleans chef called antoine yeah uh who they seem both to have heard of so i presume is a is a chef chef. famous yeah um so Bugs sets about teaching this guy the recipe uh dressing him as a rabbit to demonstrate yes puts him in the pot and like basically you know starts doing all the bits it does sound Pi- nice though it, yeah about up until about halfway through it's like yeah. I'm going to do this yeah. no, that sounds good <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah the other chef walks in while the guy's in the pot when it's about to get put in the oven and says if you're going to show it to him you're going to show it to me and he goes okay so he dresses <laughs> the other does guy up it? like a rabbit and just bungs him in the pot and then he sticks a stick of dynamite in the inside a carrot and puts that in as the final ingredient puts them in the oven, lights the dynamite, blows up, and then we open the oven to find them singing and basting themselves. I mean... Now, up until that very last moment, I thought, well, for some reason, he just needs to off these two chefs. But it's clearly some
0: sort of, you know, fake dynamite. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, possibly, um, you know, Bugs really likes this recipe. I mean, it does sound good, not, yeah. but but I mean, not with rabbit. That's the thing. Yeah, but I don't know. I find it odd that Bugs has
1: a, although we know he's got that book. He's in got his, that. Yeah, he's, he's got, got, a got that book, book with a in his heart. ways to cook a rabbit. Yeah, I don't know, but like, okay. So the, the main thing here is like, what's Bugs's endgame,
0: or is he just back to dossing about? Well, this actually brings us all the way back to one of the initial questions we had when we first came up with the concept of the show. Is it okay for Porky Pig to eat a ham sandwich? So, is it okay, does Bug Bunny happen to like rabbit? Because he's sentient. Does, we, does he like eating rabbit? Have we ever seen a non-sentient rabbit? I think we've probably seen a few. It's a long
1: time. We've started using these terms again in the last couple of episodes, so I just thought I'd cover... I do understand that rabbits are sentient. We just uh, There's a level of super sentience yes. that toons have over their like, regular animal uh, brethren. Uh and uh saying super not super sentient and non super sentient every time is annoying. It's a bit much. So if I say non-sentient rabbit, I I it's not that I don't understand that rabbits are sentient.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I thought I'd cover it's, that because yeah. these Go have come back into the into the mix a bit recently. Yes. Okay. Uh so does Does bugs eat rabbit? And is that why because, because he's sentient does he does he not identify as rabbit which is why sometimes he's a hare sometimes he's a rabbit and that's why he's teaching them that recipe half half rabbit half hare all time lord yes so um because like i say that brings us all the way back to our you know kind of one of the original questions is it okay for porky pig to eat a ham sandwich i mean i think we've seen him do it but I know. then
1: but then we discovered things about that porky pig
0: mm, we did yeah but i mean they they were like you know A lot of it was circumstantial things. I don't think it was that he was particularly a bad person beforehand. He just went down the wrong path.
1: Yeah, so like but at that point we did put it down to the difference between a a Super Sentient Toon and uh like you know, just a regular a regular pig. Yeah. And we saw him like even goad
0: uh regular cows saying he's gonna turn them into a hamburger. So I'm thinking uh bugs does just like to eat rabbit and maybe that is one of his favorite recipes and maybe he is antoine
1: well i reckon he's probably spent some time in new orleans it's a good like party town yeah and you know that's been think... his pretty much his entire vibe of late so. Yeah,
0: but i'm thinking he could be antoine the famous chef oh yeah that's possible it's you possible He knows the recipe really well. It doesn't get us
1: any closer to Bugs' direction, and ultimately, I don't think this episode particularly had one. Not really. He had loads of carrots, is the thing. Yes. And that's his timer for when he's actually got to do something. He was in a box full of carrots. That's how he got there. I had hoped he would be on a full-on mission on this one, but that doesn't seem to be the case. No. Uh, Unless his mission was
0: to teach them that recipe.
1: We might revisit it if he keeps teaching chefs recipes see if that's actually something we need to to think about as part of the the cruise to Space Jam, but I think implementing it at this point would be imprudent.
0: I think so. I think we should just
1: move on then. Good show. We've got another solitary, uh, but classic uh, character here, Porky Pig. Is he going to eat a ham sandwich? Is he Porky the Third? Is he Porky the Fourth? Is Who he going to eat a ham sandwich? Uh, uh, is he, Does he still own a radio station? Who knows? Uh, <laughs> there's so many, so many questions. Uh, let's hope uh, some of them are answered. Uh, I don't hold high hopes, but... Let's hope anyway. Uh, We're watching The Wearing of the Grin, which is a Porky Pig number from July 14th,
2: 1951.
1: It's just one bloody thing after another that we have to crowbar into this thing. Leprechaun world exists Leprechaun world <laughs> Yeah
0: Like there, there, there is genuine A world where leprechauns come from They have pots of gold Yeah They're uh, a thing They're, you know They're in the middle of nowhere in a castle Have we it's, had dragons yet? We had We had a dragon had back had in dragons. time Yeah, we, And giants The dragons Actually, giants I don't understand why we're that bothered about leprechaun world And this is easy to shoehorn in Yeah but they were in the past the
1: dragons, the dinosaurs, they were in the past.
0: Yeah, that's true. This is now. It is now, and this is Porky the Third now.
1: Yeah. Where well, is he? we think he? so. I, mean, I don't know. Where's he going? He was travelling somewhere, and wherever he was going was 12 miles away, and it was tipping it
0: down with rain. So, I mean, like, he was in Ireland, obviously. I mean, Activate. I don't even know that that was particularly confirmed. Well, I mean, I don't think it was confirmed, but, you know, like, if there's leprechauns about, do leprechauns get about in different places? Like, like do they have castles? Do in... leprechauns get about... Of course leprechauns get about yeah but, leprechaun. yeah, but do they have castles in other places, or do they just have castles in Ireland? Well, I mean, I, don't, I doubt it was their castle originally. I don't know enough about um, leprechaun mythology, in all fairness.
1: Well, nor do I, but, like, they get about. But anywhere well, about, anywhere about there's sweetness. a rainbow, there's a leprechaun, I guess. Oh, but possible if leprechaun world exists but i really don't know what to make of this so we think it's porky the third he turns up at this castle Mm -hmm. seeing if he can stay there for the night uh a guy who's clearly a leprechaun uh there was a sign warning yeah warning them about leprechauns um porky brushed it off but he gets there he's he's let in by this dude uh he's conked on the head once yeah i can't really remember why at the very start but ultimately they take him to a room There's two leprechauns, actually. The guy's two leprechauns stacked on top of one another. They take him to a room. They pop him in a bed, which chucks him down a tube into sort of a courtroom where the two leprechauns uh, find him guilty of some...
0: Well, of him trying to steal their pot of gold. Trying to
1: steal their pot of gold. Which he isn't. Uh, and they sentence him to wearing these green leprechaun shoes that have a mind of their own and it trots him off down a tunnel and then he's in a sort of psychedelic leprechaun world yeah where he's like he has he's forced to dance about everywhere there's a giant pot of gold with big coins trying to drop on him yeah he goes to he gets sort of trapped behind a harp like a jail cell and he sticks his arms through the bars and the harp shrinks and sort of handcuffs him all kinds goes on um and then suddenly he wakes up from this thing uh, by the front door where he first got let in yeah. with the leprechaun guy having chucked a bucket of water over him and uh porky's like oh, you got to let me go you damn leprechaun you and he says no i don't know what you're talking about yeah. leprechaun like you know I, I, let's just get yeah, you, you some rest eh yeah you need to sleep in a soft bed and then porky goes no nah, thanks i've got i'm late for an appointment and runs off it is
0: reasonable though after what he just went through
1: well yeah but was it the initial knock on the head, or did they do all that stuff and then just well, place his unconscious
0: body back by the door? The thing is, is he was definitely... That leprechaun guy was definitely two <coughs> leprechauns. He was definitely two leprechauns. Or yes. definitely two people, Anyway,
1: But also, uh, there's, there were various points in this episode. Uh, I don't know if it's relevant, but it definitely stood out to me as unpleasant. Uh, it zoomed in a lot on Porky's lower half...
0: Yeah, checking uh, out his junk. because it
1: was ch- supposedly under the guise of checking out these shoes. Yeah. But never like Porky's normally naked from the waist <clears> down, the yeah. the most naked a person can be. Uh but like just zooming in on it was very disconcerting. It's very upsetting to me.
0: Just yeah, like this sort, well, of yeah, the sort of sort of Ren and Stimpy-esque zoom in, but it didn't go as Weird as the Ren and Stimpy-esque zoom in. Yeah, but but it's just, that I think that's what was weird about it. It's it's just how featureless he is down there. Well, no, but the thing is, is we do know that they are trousers. We've seen them jump out of them before.
1: Yeah, maybe that's why it's disconcerting, because, like, I think anyone wearing a pink pair of trousers with trotters on
0: the bottom... Well, that's it. It, It's like, you know, anybody wearing naked trousers is odd, isn't it? Because it's like, well, why not just be naked?
1: There's probably only a very niche market for naked trousers. I'm gonna
0: go like, while we're watching the next car, I'm gonna Google naked trousers. I bet naked trousers do exist. I that's
1: the equivalent of what Porky is wearing,
0: yeah. Yeah, it is because we've seen him jump out of them before.
1: But ultimately, the only thing in this episode really we need to reconcile is the fact the leprechaun world exists. And until we see more leprechauns, we just have to accept the leprechaun world exists,
0: yeah. And that's uh, that's, that's, yeah, that's it. it. That, 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 I think that's as simple as this one gets. Like it I exists. Mean, we
1: know Done. Porky's on a journey somewhere.
0: Yeah. What is his appointment?
1: Because if he's walking somewhere that's still twelve miles away, yeah. he's presumably been walking quite a way.
0: Yeah. I mean, we, we do know that Porky can move quickly when he has to buy something. We've seen him do that. So he's not off to buy something. He's not because he can just go 100 miles an hour like but, the hedgehog. But top. maybe getting to the hotel, he was able to zip there real quick. Because he was buying a night in a hotel? But then when he was running away, he didn't have anything to buy, so he was just he was just legging it. But he didn't speed up the hill. You're just saying he could have sped up the hill. Well, I'm, I'm thinking he's probably sped to the base of the hill and went, "Cool, that'll do." I'll just approach normally because it's very possible he's got super speed, but not like the ability to super kind stopping of stopping power. Well, not necessarily super stopping power, but actually the uh, the mental capacity to deal with being at that speed. Because this is the problem with super speed. You have to be super quick thinking as well because otherwise you're just going to run into stuff. Yeah, it's, quickly. It's,
1: it's one of those things that people don't think about when given the uh, "what superpower would you yeah. have?" question. You've got to think of the. You've got to think of the there's problems caveats. of that superpower. Yeah, there there's always be caveats, caveats because presumably everything magical has a genie behind it. Yeah,
0: and it's you know you're gonna get stung. Yeah.
1: Uh, but yeah, I don't really know what to say about that episode until we see Porky again or some leprechauns again, so I think we should probably just go and see what Foghorn and Henry Hawke are about. I think we know we know what they're going to be about. I mean, I do think we know what they're going to be about. They do have <laughs> never a, a, surprise certain, a certain routine. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let's go and see what Foghorn uh, and Henry are doing in Leghorn Swoggled, uh from July 28th, 1951. good at catching a chicken now like he's, he is good at catching a chicken i think falcon Legon might have gone a bit far in
0: sort of you know teaching him stuff i mean the thing is i'm fairly confident in falcon's ability to get away though
1: yeah i mean because he's see him every still time. tiny so basically uh henry hawk as is his wont, is looking to catch a chicken he seems to acknowledge by this point that he can't really do it on his own no, but he does also have a snazzy cowboy outfit. Yeah, he's a he's to doing cowboy <laughs> now. Uh, so he lassoes uh, Foghorn Leghorn right at the start. Yeah, around the neck, around the neck, as you do. Uh, so, but yeah, the episode is your standard Foghorn Leghorn Henry Hawk affair. Uh, Foghorn Leghorn is spending his usual day just pissing off the dog. Yeah, uh, he's doing a very good job of it as well. So Henry asks the uh, dog uh, to help him catch. A chicken. Yep. Uh, the dog says uh, I'm going to need you to go and get me a bone. Uh, so uh, Henry goes and finds an alley cat and is like you, have you seen a bone around? And he goes I'll tell you where to find a bone if you can get me a fish. So Henry Hawk goes fishing. Uh, he catches a, f- well, Falkhorn catches a fish uh, which he takes back to the alley cat. He goes to dig up this bone. Uh, Falkhorn has something to say about how he's doing that as well. Yeah. That in the end he gets the bone he takes it back to the dog. The dog points out Foghorn, uh, and uh, conks him over the head with a bone. Uh, and then uh, Henry uses a train which Foghorn had previously used to uh, pie the dog. Yes, um, to to drag Foghorn off back home. Uh,
0: so, I mean, d- like despite all of that, it does just seem that Foghorn's day is spent annoying. Barnyard dog again. Yeah. just yeah, like, so th- this is all he does.
1: His entire his entire day is spent annoying barnyard dog. Yeah, uh, basically until he gets ca- caught by Henry Hawk and then rinse and repeat.
0: Yeah, like, like, like does he get caught of... by Henry Hawk every day? I mean, I'm guessing so. Or maybe it's just every couple of days. I I mean. I don't know. It's really hard to tell. Every time we see it, this is is the exact makeup of the episode.
1: Like, I'm pretty confident at this point that Foghorn Leghorn does nothing but annoy Barnyard Dog, right? Yeah. He's got nothing else on. The question is, does Barnyard Dog's day ever end without him uh, helping Henry Henry Hawk just
0: drag Foghorn Leghorn off? I mean, I guess it depends what Henry's up to, because it depends how long it takes him to recover from whatever Foghorn does to get away. But Foghorn Leghorn, yeah, he always gets away. He must
1: do, but I think if Fulcon Legon wakes up, he's just going to walk out of there, right? Yeah, like, of course, because like, like, Henry Hawk's putting no, up no fight. He's, and on Legon's a very big chicken. Yes, like he's much bigger than the dog.
0: Mm. He's massive. He's, he was as big as Hector when Hector put a chicken suit on.
1: So I'm wondering if it's all bravado on Henry Hawk's part, because I think really early on we saw him with his parents, didn't we? Yeah, and he was Thinking trying to. Thinking maybe he's moved out. And they, yeah, but they were saying you, he he couldn't go out and hunt. And he's no. constantly trying to prove that he can. And he can't. So I think he constantly brings back this massive chicken. Yeah. And they go, look, we can't do anything with that massive chicken. He's no. bigger than me. Like. Yeah, the oven's not big enough for that kid. Uh, so, But he, I think he just repeatedly <clears throat> uses four corn and to prove that he can catch the biggest chicken around and he's yeah. better at it than his dad. I'm wondering if it will ever end and they'll let him, you know... Keep the chicken. Well, I just think, just accept that he may be growing up a bit. He's not physically. He's a no. tiny, tiny speck. It has only been a couple of years, though, for him. But yeah, I, like until until there's a change in the dynamic, and and him being a root and tootin' cowboy isn't enough. Isn't
0: no. I think every episode's gonna be pretty much this. Like like between those two, I reckon we're probably not gonna get any further than that. But it, like, I'm hoping Folkhorn Leghorn
1: will cross paths with someone else. Oh, uh, like I'm fairly certain he must, because
0: otherwise we we're gonna be in a pickle. Do you reckon this is actually more like Unless... a Groundhog Day situation, and they're just stuck in this eternal loop? Maybe, but who, who's, who's stuck in the loop? Oh, well, I mean, it could be any any of the three,
1: really. The dog, I think, just all of them <laughs> stuck in the same loop together.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean, maybe the dog. The dog's probably the one stuck in the loop. isn't Yeah, it? because he's the one who just suffers. Uh, and like, so Henry Hawk changes his shit up. Yeah. Foghorn Leghorn changes his shit up. But the dog's the one who's the just tied, dog is, just has to deal with tied in place. Because it's definitely not exactly the same day. No. Well, certainly on Foghorn. Folk- so yeah, maybe Foghorn and Henry are trapped in the same day over and over again.
0: Yeah. But if, I, it,
1: if I had to pick anyone who was trapped in the same day over and over again, it would be Foghorn. Because he is constantly just coming up with new ways to annoy this dog.
0: Nah, that's true. He, he Whereas he, Henry he, Hawk's
1: always trying to catch a chicken, and the dog's just... Try to sleep.
0: Yeah. Like, 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 Foghorn
1: is the one that's bored. If if it is a Groundhog Day situation, that will
0: would explain their continued isolation from the rest of the Tooniverse. Yeah, and why, you know, none of them seem to age. At I mean, obviously, we don't expect to see Foghorn or Barnyard age, but Henry, you expect to see it get a bit bigger. But he doesn't. Yeah, so do we think they're trapped in some sort of temporal bubble and at some point, like, bugs will discover it? Yeah, I mean, it's very possible that either something that Bugs has done has created that, or... Yeah, it a up a fault. Yeah. Bugs has to fix that, either because he's Maybe. created it, or... Yeah. Because we know, we know that Bugs seems to dick about with time, and it seems to be faultlessly, but I reckon there's got to be knock-on effects
1: for some of the tunes. I'm quite happy with it being a, 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 a fault that has been created by the time travel, yeah. either of future Bugs or current Bugs. Yeah. I'm not sure.
0: So I mean that that explains to me why we seem to just be watching the same episode, but with slight variations. Because Foghorn's just trying to entertain himself a bit. So that
1: does that does mean that does mean we do require bugs to some to be in the, in there at some point. Yeah, but yeah, I'm happy to roll with that for now. Because the only other thing I could think of is that that is literally what they do every day. Hmm. Uh, and the only reason bugs, because Foghorn Leghorn's in, in Space Jam.
0: So, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. So, so he
1: gets out. So like the the only other thing it could be is that is literally what they do every day, and just at some point, uh, like Bugs goes, "Oh, by the way, I need you," and Falcon Lecon goes, just says, "I'll be there," and, yeah. Yeah, and then no further stuff required. <laughs> <laughs> no further work. Oh, uh, <laughs> maybe. <yeah. laughs> just goes. Where's the when will that be? Nineteen
0: ninety-six. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll meet you there.
1: I'll, I'll put, <laughs> pencil it in. Baseball or basketball, you say? Okay, right. I'll get
0: ready for them. He's getting
1: very good with a bat. Yeah, I reckon he's already pretty good at baseball.
0: Yeah, I think in basketball he'll be like, oh shit, that's a curveball. But I am tall, so (laughs) slam dunk the funk. That will help. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) slam dunk the funk.
1: Uh, Yeah, I'm happy with that. There, in a temporal fault, that seems like a good, uh, a good thing to end on. It does, doesn't it? So, as ever, we're going to finish on a song, but before that, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Please, if you enjoy the show, tell other people about it. We don't pay for advertising anywhere, so uh, if you you enjoy the show and have some other people whose company you enjoy, they'll probably enjoy the show. Or if you're rich and you want to pay for advertising, that's an option too. (laughs) That's an option too. (laughs) Uh... Otherwise, uh, if you listen on iTunes, please, please, please leave us a review and a rating. Uh, It really, really helps our visibility. Uh, Or just leave one wherever you actually listen to podcasts. But, uh, you know, iTunes is the big one, and we know you're out there, Apple fans. We we have seen the numbers. Uh, But right now, we're going to leave you on a song that Foghorn was singing before he was rudely lassoed by uh, (laughs) Henry Hawk. Uh, It's Some Sunday Morning from the film San Antonio, uh, as sung by Dick Hames and Helen Forrest. It's in fitting with our, you know classic film songs theme so uh until next week bye
3: some sunday morning is going to be some sunday morning for someone and me bells will be chiming sleep for oh, someone and me
4: there'll be an organ playing friends and relations will stare say can't you hear them sing? gee what a beautiful pair
3: some sunday morning Be so nervous, and I'll try to smile.
4: Things sure look rosy for someone and me. Some Sunday morning, you'll see. Some
3: Sunday morning.
4: Sunday morning for someone and me
3: Bells will be chiming an old melody Especially for someone and me There'll be an organ playing Friends and relations will stare
4: Say can't you hear them saying See what a beautiful pair
3: Some Sunday morning We'll walk down the aisle
4: You'll be so nervous And I'll try to smile
3: Things sure look rosy
4: Some Sunday morning you'll see